2: Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. homeshef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma
1: City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: From the G Family Performance Center in Edmond, Oklahoma, welcome to another episode of the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am your gracious and humble host, Eric G, saying thank you so much for making us a part of your day. Coming up on this episode of Locked on Thunder, we will discuss the topic that every Thunder fan is talking about right now, and that is this. How hot is Billy Donovan's seat? And if you think that this is being hacked podcast or hack radio, all you have to do is take a look at Twitter. There are a lot of Thunder fans that want Billy Donovan feeling heat. There were a lot of Thunder fans wanting Billy Donovan feeling heat the first year he was here, and especially last year towards the end of the season when the Thunder never really got it together with Carmelo Anthony, Paul George, and Russell Westbrook is the big three. So now, how much more frothing at the mouth are Thunder fans? Well, we'll discuss that. We'll also discuss if your Sam Presti is the next guy possibly sitting on your bench or more likely is he somewhere outside the organization and how easy would it be to make that transition this year and all the things that you've got to consider if you're Sam Presti if you're going to make a change that is that drastic. That is segment number one. Segment number two We'll talk about another podcast that I heard today. And I love stealing from people because that's just what I do. I've been in radio my entire life, and or my entire adult life just about. And in radio, you steal. So I was listening to another podcast today. It was from The Ringer. And they were trying to define some things that the Thunder are, some things that the Thunder aren't. I'll tell you why it's a little early to try and pigeonhole some of the players on this team. And then in segment number three, if you're not doing anything tonight, there's no reason to get out of the house. You don't even need League Pass to have an excellent night of NBA watching because there's a couple of great games on ESPN between the Hawks and the Mavs, and that's followed up by the Bucks and 76ers. And if you have to go out, if there's some sort of family thing that you've got tonight, church, whatever it is, then find an excuse to get out to Louis' and uh, go watch a couple of games. And if you don't live in Oklahoma City, obviously you can't go to Louis'. So wherever your local watering hole is, uh, be it a Buffalo Wild Wings or wherever, Wings Bear Sports, then have that opportunity to uh, go watch tonight or make that opportunity to go watch tonight. My name's Eric G. I work for 1340 The Game here in Oklahoma City. Also News Radio 1000 KTOK. I've covered the Thunder for six years. And if you like what you hear, all I would ask is that you uh, make a stop by LockedOnThunder.com. Check out all our archive podcasts. And video and audio from players and coaches. And if you like Locked On Thunder, I hope you like Locked On Sooners as well. And we've got a ton of podcasts as part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And those can all be found at LockedOnPodcast.com. Is Billy Donovan on the hot seat? That is the multi-million dollar question every Thunder fan wants to know the answer to now. Or better yet, the question they really want to know is is how hot is Billy Donovan's seat? And three games into the season, I can tell you without a doubt, it's lukewarm at best. Absolutely lukewarm. Because this is Sam Presti's handpicked guy. This is the guy that Sam Presti picked. One, hoping that Kevin Durant would mesh with and Kevin Durant would stay here. Two, because they share a mind when talking about analytics and everything else that that Sam Presti believes in, Billy Donovan also believes in those things. Billy Donovan is a guy that's willing to let Sam Presti have control. And now you are Sam Presti. And yes, I'm sure the edict was put out to Billy Donovan that we are finally giving you a team that has more continuity than you have ever had here in Oklahoma City. But we're also giving you two superstars, much like you had the first year you were here. And you've got another guy in Steven Adams who's really starting to grow his career. So you need to win. This this year, no excuses are going to be accepted. And at worst, you're going to have to get past the first round of the playoffs in order for us to be happy. And that seems to really be the attitude of the Oklahoma City Thunder. For a a long time, and real quick, I'm going to diatribe here real quick for a long time the thunders attitude has been very vague as far as what they will define as success like uh, you would ask oh, you would ask the question at exit interviews you would ask the question of Sam Presty what are you guys what is the bare minimum you can do in order for this particular season to be successful and sam would give you a vague long-winded sam Presti answer This year, it was more defined. Now, Sam Presti didn't come out and say the second round of the playoffs, but Sam Presti did make note that he was keeping Billy Donovan around, and the reason he was keeping Billy Donovan around is because he didn't feel that Billy Donovan had really had a fair shake as coach of the Oklahoma City Thunder with the constant roster changes, guys moving in and out, you having to piece things together at the last minute with Carmelo Anthony. There just wasn't that cohesive unit that could be built from one year to the next so you'd have an opportunity to go improve on. And from the moment Billy Donovan got here till this year, every year you've punched the reset button. Every year you've made some major change that has caused Billy Donovan to rethink how he needs to approach this team and how he needs to coach it. Well now, you've given Billy Donovan the order, this is how I want the Thunder to play fast. These are the guys we're giving you. It's a lot of the same guys as last year. You've got one job and and it's win. Thunder are doing that right now, which is the most obvious point to make. But now you're Sam Presti and you're faced with a question where if in the, say, the next six games, the Thunder haven't won more than a couple in the next six and you just don't see it getting any better... And you get the feeling that Billy Donovan's message isn't getting through to this team anymore, and the veterans aren't taking to his coaching style, and they would benefit from a change, well, now you've got to make a move. And for Sam Presti, that's not an easy decision to make. One, because the next coach isn't on this bench. I don't see the next head coach of the Oklahoma City Thunder already being on staff. Um, in fact, I, I would think it would be a much easier move to make. Well, I mean, you could, you could put Maurice Cheeks in there. I know a lot of people are going to see Maurice Cheeks. You could put him in there, but I don't see Mo Cheeks. And I know that there's a level of respect, a major level of respect that, that Sam Presti has for Mo Cheeks and a major level of respect that the players have for Maurice Cheeks, but I'm not sure that he's necessarily a Sam Presti kind of guy. And that's what Sam ultimately needs, is a guy that's going to do exactly what he says. And looking at the guys you could go out and get who are on the scrap pile right now, be it um, a Frank Vogel, be it a David Fisdale, I don't see those guys being Sam Presti guys. So you're sort of stuck. Unless you really do honestly believe it's Maurice Cheeks and that the players would take better to him than they would Billy Donovan and you're willing to let Mo have his say on things, or if Mo really does buy in, then I don't think Sam Presti can make that move. He's sort of stuck trying to, to work it out with Billy Donovan this year, and if things don't go right, then the move gets made at the end of the season. Um, I, what I shudder to think in all that, though, is that sometimes drastic changes can certainly benefit a team. And sometimes just having that shake-up in the organization can make guys react much better than what they were before. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know who that next coach is for the Oklahoma City Thunder. I don't think it's Maurice Cheeks. I don't see Billy Donovan being on his way out anytime soon. But I also know that Sam, that, that Sam Presti... And you can just tell this year there's more pressure inside the organization than maybe there ever has been in the Oklahoma City Thunder. I mean, even counting Kevin Durant's free agent year, which was tense as it was. And if you were around that team at all, it was a tense situation because Kevin kept leaving things up in the air, which, well, he should have. I mean, Kevin should have left things up in the air because the last thing you want to do is pull a move like Kyrie Irving, commit to a team, and then decide you're not sticking with that team anymore. And that whole year, you were looking at a team that you felt had championship potential or at least potential to get to the finals. They were underachieving. They were trying to get used to Billy Donovan's system. Billy Donovan was trying to get used to them. It seemed to take all year. Then you have the matchup with Golden State where it looks like it's in the palm of your hand and you blow it. I mean, it just... That three games to one lead and then blowing... That three games to one lead really was a microcosm of that whole entire year of what the Thunder were. Then it was rebuilt. Then it was rebuild again with Paul George and Carmelo Anthony. Well, now Billy has all the pieces and Sam has high expectations. And I know that Sam wants to see things get turned around quick. I think just unfortunately for Sam Presti because he has a tailor-made idea of of what a guy has to be in order to be successful in his organization. It's just not a move you're going to see made anytime soon. And if that upsets you as a Thunder fan, I don't blame you. I really don't because it can't carry on much longer. Or this team will in fact lose any shot of making the playoffs with as tough as the Western Conference is night in, night out. You need as many wins stockpiled as you possibly can because one or two wins... One or two losses can make the difference between being a three seed all the way down to the ninth team in the West and missing out on the playoffs. So there is my long-winded answer on Billy Donovan and whether or not he's on the hot seat. I'm Eric G. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. Coming up next, I'm going to tell you why it's too early to define exactly what the Oklahoma City Thunder are. It's all here on Locked on Thunder. This is the Locked On Thunder Podcast. I am Eric G. I thank you so much for joining us today. Um, It's been a lot of fun to uh, be talking Oklahoma City Thunder basketball, even though we're talking about an 0 3 team. If you like what you hear, go to lockedonthunder.com. There are more podcasts, but also go to lockedonpodcast.com. That's lockedonpodcast.com for all the locked on podcasts in the Locked On Podcast Network, whether you're an OU fan, an Alabama fan, Knicks, Spurs, Lakers, that's just college football in the NBA, 49ers, Yankees, Red Sox, they got it all, just about every team in the NBA, the NFL, and Major League Baseball, and we are adding college to the library. It's at LockedOnPodcast.com, your number one daily local podcast network. Is the Locked On Podcast Network was listening to the Ringer this morning as I was putting this show together, and a lot of that was because um, I seen something on Twitter about Twitter about Billy Donovan's hot seat. So I check out the uh, Twitter's or uh, the Ringer's podcast, and the discussion comes around to who is in more dire straits: is it the Oklahoma City Thunder or is it the Los Angeles Lakers? And the overwhelming consensus was Oklahoma City. Because the Lakers are not in win-now mode. Because they have LeBron James. They know that what they've got around LeBron James isn't that great. But the Thunder are in win-now mode. Because you've re-signed Paul George. And you've got Russell Westbrook. So both of these guys have to always be thinking about win-win-win. And in the next couple of years, the Thunder should be thinking championship. They didn't go exactly that far. But I know that that is the mentality from the Oklahoma City Thunder fan. Where I think the ringer was off is that when you say the Thunder don't have shooters, there are a lot of guys on this team, at least at the moment, you can't really define as whether they're shooters or whether they're not. Alex Sabrinas, that guy's a shooter. Inconsistent as all get out, but the dude's still a shooter. Terrence Ferguson is struggling, but the guy's only three games into his second year. We don't know if he's going to be a good shooter or not. We know he's not a good shooter right now, but I also believe there's still that opportunity for a cat that young to eventually develop if he just gets his head right and he's not overthinking it. And Terrence Ferguson yesterday, there was a picture tweeted out, I'll give Michael Kinney some credit. Um, He tweeted out a picture of Terrence Ferguson putting in extra work, which is great, But I would tell Terrence, don't overthink things. Yes, put in that extra work, but don't get too caught up in the mechanics, man. You want to read, react. It's just like football, man. Read and react. When you get that shot, shoot it. Shoot that open shot because that's what Russ wants you to do. Patrick Patterson, stretch four guy, can be a shooter. He's just not having a good time now. You've got Timotei Cabarro. We've got Hamadou Diallo. So there are all these guys with the Thunder that just still need to develop. And it's so early in the game that I don't feel like you can really pigeonhole these guys. The one thing that has to change though, and this goes back to the first segment, is they have to buy into what's being sold on this team. Not only do they have to buy into it, but the veterans need to buy into it as well. And if neither the veterans nor the the newer players can buy into it, then the Thunder are screwed then you've just got yourself into a situation where there is no point of this season ever being salvaged unless we go back to segment number one and talk about a major change happening and somebody else stepping in as head coach, be it Mo Cheeks or somebody else. And you can sense frustration. I mean, this is a frustration I have never sensed sensed at all in the Thunder. This is something totally new. This isn't even having golden state on the brink and blowing it at home and being forced to go back to oakland kind of frustration this is hey we're supposed to be good we're not being good what's the reason what's going on and honestly i mean not to be over dramatic but you are teetering on that point of fingers starting to get pointed with inside that locker room about who's doing what who's not doing what and that's something that Oklahoma City has to avoid. And the best way to avoid that, reel off two, three, four wins in a row, and then everybody gets real happy again. And if you don't, if you can't sense that frustration in what I'm saying, then listen to what Billy Donovan had to say in his opening statements against the Sacramento
3: Kings. I thought uh, coming out of the Clipper game, uh, you know, with limited time, I, I really thought our guys made some really, really positive strides offensively. I really liked the way we played offensively tonight in terms of the way we moved the basketball. The shots we were getting, I thought we were balanced. We tacked the basket. We got to the free throw line. Um, I thought we generated a lot of really good things. Uh, for the for the entire game, I thought we played a, a good sound game. Uh, didn't shoot the ball at all you know, very well from the, uh, the three-point line. And then obviously 64% from the free throw line, that, that didn't help. I think we scored, uh, you know, uh, 120 points with 18 turnovers. 64, you know, from the from the free throw line, and whatever it was, 29, 30 percent from from the three point line. Um, defensively, I thought we got hurt several times on uh, at the rim on pull across in the first half. I think we did a much much better job defensively. Um, I think it was a little bit misleading defensively the number of points we gave up because the number of non paint twos that they made and what we were trying to do in terms of the, forcing them into jump shots they made them and you got to give them credit they shot the ball extremely well um, they didn't take a lot of threes uh, I thought we were vulnerable at the basket in the first half we did a much much better job I thought in the second half protecting the rim and then I thought their ability to make a lot of you know 15 18 10 12 foot jump shots you know where we had a chance to kind of We had momentum and, you know, they they broke momentum in making those kind of shots.
0: And I do feel like I should have brought something up in the last couple of podcasts, and that was Amon Shumpert having a fantastic night against the Oklahoma City Thunder. One, I'm going to say I'm happy for Amon Shumpert after being a guy that the Knicks kind of leaned on. It didn't work out there. You go to Cleveland, it wasn't necessarily a... A rosy time in Cleveland, but you did have some success and win a championship. I'm happy for a guy like Amon Shumpert uh, to have that night like that. But the reason I ignored it is because the Thunder throughout their history have always had that guy. There's always been that guy who, for whatever reason, on any given night can just go off on Oklahoma City and, well, it just happened to be Amon Schumpert on Thursday or on Sunday night against Oklahoma City. And hopefully there won't be that case against Boston. Hopefully the Thunder, um, well, we know they're working hard, but hopefully it's just a matter of coming into that game mentally prepared and dealing with a Boston team that's licking their chops waiting to get at you because they'd like to score more than 90 points. All these things can be corrected with Oklahoma City. It's just a matter of getting them corrected, getting them corrected over time. And hopefully these next few days of practice ultimately pay off. This is the Locked On Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. Coming up next, what does it cost to buy real estate in someone's head? We'll let Joel
4: Embiid tell us. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time This is
0: the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G, your gracious and humble host, and thank you so much for letting us be a part of your day. Coming up on Locked on Sooners today, we'll talk about the Spencer Rattler situation, where you don't know about that. Five-star recruit Spencer Rattler out of Arizona suspended for the rest of the year, so we will discuss the latest on him. Plus, we'll give you more on OUK State, and that podcast can be found, just like all the other Locked On Podcasts, at LockedOnPodcast.com, the Locked On Podcast Network, your daily number one local podcasting network. This is the Locked On Thunder Podcast. Last night, um, last night, had a pretty good game between the 76ers and the Detroit Pistons. The Pistons end up winning in overtime, Blake Griffin scores 50 points, but... Andre Drummond got booted, two technicals booted, him and Joel Embiid going back and forth all night long. These guys have been, these guys have been at each other's throat, and it is a great individual rivalry in the NBA, and anytime these two get together, anytime these two teams get together, you just have that game within the game of watching these two. And Embiid told Drummond, look, you can't guard me. Of course, Embiid dropped 33 points, and I would think that that is a correct statement, it's not just a brag; it's a correct. You're not you're not bragging if it's true, and uh, it was definitely true that Embiid um, could not be guarded by Andre Drummond. Well, after the game, this is what Joel Embiid had to say about Andre Drummond and their relationship. I feel like I own a lot of real estate in his head. How does he react? you say you own a lot of real
4: estate in his head? Like the, you just frustrate him, okay? Like yeah, out there, clearly, I there, mean,
1: when you look at his style, shit. Uh, uh, you could, I, I guess you could say, um, but then again, uh, that's a tough loss. Uh, we got to rebound tomorrow. Thank
0: I was trying to think how to relate this to the Thunder and the best thing I could come up with was the fact that I believe that Russell Westbrook totally owns real estate in Kevin Durant's head. Despite the fact that Durant has ultimately gotten the better of Russell Westbrook since he's gone to Golden State. Kevin always has to say something to Russ when they're on the court. He cannot let it go. Kevin Durant knows that when he and Russ play, there is going to be something said between the two, that it is deeply personal. And when it becomes personal, somebody has taken a part of your soul. Westbrook's taken a part of Durant's soul. No matter what Durant says in a media scrum, no matter how he tries to avoid the issue... His actions speak a hell of a lot louder than his words. And I would also think that that's not the only guy Russ may own a piece of. I would think that there are many guys in the NBA that absolutely get driven nuts by the opportunity of having to play against Russell Westbrook. Finally, tonight, if you don't have to go out, stay in, watch the Mavericks and the Hawks. You got Trey Young and Luka Doncic, two guys that are going to be fighting it out. For Rookie of the Year honors all season long. And then you've got Joel Embiid back on the floor one night later. And Giannis Antetokounmpo as the Bucks play the 76ers. And that is a great night of NBA watching. We've already had some stellar games very early in the season. Add that to your list. So whether it's at your favorite watering hole or at home tonight... A lot of good NBA on TV. We'll be back tomorrow to preview the Celtics and the Thunder as we get ready for game number four in the Oklahoma City Thunder season. Game four of 82, Celtics and Oklahoma City. We'll talk about it tomorrow. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. Saying everybody love everybody and peace, love, and thunder up. You are
1: Locked on Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team.